Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. We're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce compound as always. And if you want a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you got to go check them out. Contact Evan Orvath or get in touch with one of us and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Do you enjoy listening to us every week? Want to support us even more? Become a friend of the program. Patreon.com slash Black Flag Podcast for just four sixty nine. Nice. Nice. A month. You get 20% off all of our merchandise, exclusive giveaways. You could ask us uh, any questions you may have on our Patreon uh, question segment every week. Or just leave us basically a virtual tip in our virtual tip jar. Become a friend of the program again today. That's Patreon.com slash Black Flag Podcast. Lastly, do you like playing with toy cars and telling your significant other that they're collectibles? Do you enjoy badass memorabilia of grown-ass men who are more successful than you? Well, after doing what Bradley and Bobby just told you to do, head on over to CircleBDieCast.com for all your diecast needs and merchandise, and be sure to use promo code BFP123 for $5 off purchases over $30. And one last thing before we get started, we'd like to give a shout-out to the Graphics Coop, Any Racing News, and Danny Eugene Photography for all their support. Brad Keselowski is going to be shown the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pull hair, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years, so uh, occasional alcohol consumption. Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we edged him out, we beat him, so it's all good. Uh. I feel like we haven't done that. All of us. Quite a while. Old <laughs> school <laughs> feel. All <laughs> uh, right, boys and girls, this is going to be episode 201 of the Black Flag Podcast. As always, I am Charlie Sanborn. To my left is Bradley Saucier, and to his left is the old-timer Bobby Timmons. And uh, in studio, yet again for the second week in a row now, we do have a guest. And right across the uh, the, the, the dinner, or the TV, TV dinner, dinner stand, right? is uh, Dan Collins, who I affectionately like to call dan colon every time i see him uh this weekend we're coming off uh something that I, I think all of us did something cool i mean i got to go to a banquet bob turned old uh you had a release of a new clothing line and uh brad well you got to see your lady friend so uh bob uh, how you feeling uh i've been on a uh 96 hour bender i think that's f- <laughs> <sighs> Wait a minute. Why would happen? <laughs> That's like four days, Bob. Uh, Friday night, uh, Allentown. We'll talk about indoor shit later on, I'm sure. Um, Saturday night, Augusta Car Show. As I alluded to on the last episode, I was a finalist for the uh, Grand National Greg Peters Gift uh, Memorial Sponsorship. And I was fortunate enough to win that. Um, $5,000.09. Nine cents uh, for Johnny and Greg's car number being 09. Um, that was a really cool deal. I uh, I was late, which is normal. Um, you were that caused a, a little <laughs> bit of a stir. Apparently, uh, some of the people coordinating the event knew that I was the winner, and when I was not there, uh, I was only a minute late. But uh, a couple people were like starting to panic a little bit. Well, th- there was like five people that were coming up to me. Hey, uh, have, have you heard from Bobby? Do, do, is Bobby his way? Do you know if Bobby's coming? I'm like, I assume he's coming. Like, <laughs> that's kind of the whole point of the fucking thing, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think he'd miss it. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I think it was, uh, uh, yeah, Dave Ware was 
curious as to your whereabouts and uh, sat next to me very quickly. I was like, uh, you know where Bob's at? Everybody's trying to call him. Is that the other thing? I was like, he's not going to answer me if he's not answering you either. Yeah, I was walking through the front door when Dan Walker called, and I'm like, I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> um, so I know that was cool. Like I said, very fortunate to win that. It's an honor to uh, be able to carry Greg's name on our cars this year. Uh, five grand is certainly going to help uh, going to help us out in the shit we want to do next summer. Um, a lot of super modified racing on the schedule for us. There's uh, four different series between Isma, Ness, Smack, and Star Speedway slash Bobby Weber promote, uh, promoted races. Um, gonna be there's some crossovers. Some, there's gonna be some uh, some weekends in the summer where I have to make a decision where I want to race. But um, looking forward to next year. Should be fun. Get to have a nice big G and G's gift sticker on the car. And, uh, yeah. And then I turned 30 today, so we celebrated yesterday. Nice. So uh, yeah, I, I I will attest that uh you know the last two years that Johnny's been doing that with the, his whole crew there it's a uh, he does it the right way he he makes a a production out of it and he does a good little presentation the the whole time and it's very classy very well done uh, in remembrance of his father Greg uh, which you know I have a soft spot for things like that at this point in life but uh no it was uh, it was cool to see I, I'm glad you got that Bob obviously that's gonna go a long way towards doing some some flappy burden for you and they're uh, gonna they're gonna do it again next year and, and I encourage anybody. <laughs> that's listening to our stupid show um to apply it's um it's a written there's it, there's a whole thing you know it lays out what they look for in the application and there is a written portion which i don't write very well so uh, i worked really hard on that and i was pretty proud of it and and i i not to sound arrogant but it's gonna sound arrogant i liked my chances just i knew you know what i put in the application and the amount of effort i put into it um you know i was pretty proud of it so like I said, if if you're listening to this and you're gonna race next year, and I think you gotta be under thirty, I I miss I, I fucking barely <laughs> barely made the cutoff. <laughs> I was like eight days shy of the cutoff, so um, you know, apply. And worst you worst they can do is, is say no, you know. Um, but best case scenario, you win five grand to put towards your race program. So, um, congrats to uh, Nettie Humphrey and Kate Ray. They were also finalists. They were both well deserving of this as well. Um, yeah, yeah, and. I, Obviously, I was like I said, I was there the whole time during the presentation, and I I don't know if you're like me where you don't ever pr- prepare a speech or anything like that, or if you have, you know, you have bullet points in your head or whatever. But I will say that what you said when you did receive it was uh, very well done, very well said. I was proud of you, and uh, made sure I shook your hand before I fucked off and got something to eat afterwards. So. Yeah, I had like you said bullet points in your head. Um, you know, I was very fortunate to know Greg and Johnny. Um, Johnny's first day racing go karts. Um, they parked next to us at Beechridge and, you know, just always stayed in touch with them. And uh, Greg's helped me, and Greg's also wanted to cart, uh, kill me before. So it was one night I uh, I shipped Johnny out of, out of a podium spot late in a Pro Series race, and pretty sure Greg wanted to kill me after the race. A little awkward when you ship the guy for a podium spot that parks right next to you, but that's racing. That'll happen. Uh, so how was uh, Boylston Mass, Brad? Um, it was Boylston Mass. That's it? Yeah, I had a great weekend. Uh, <laughs> spent all day yesterday watching the 24 Hours of Dylan. and uh, What a fuck yeah. show. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get to that later as well. <laughs> that was my weekend. That was your weekend. Well, uh, my weekend started off with uh, Friday. We were fortunate enough to uh, be, or not invited, but part of the program for the Oxford Championship Series Banquet at the Hilton Garden Inn, Riverwatch, and Auburn. Uh, nice little place. I'm familiar with it from uh, other places that I have worked before, so pretty familiar with the building. And uh, it was 
the the night was um we should have known what was going to happen when we arrived and got in the elevator and who i call mom and dad chris smith and uh kristen smith his wife uh they said we're in room 210 so we go nate and i get there and we're uh we're, we're get up to the second floor to go see mom and dad real quick before we go up to the room to get ready and we found a scott with one t fowler in the wild um just roaming the hallway so uh that's a uh, dangerous that just not really <laughs> on any particular mission of any sort just wandering and uh i presume was on his way to also see smitty and Kristen. and uh well yeah so uh it was good to see them scott uh, had a tough night scott had a tough night scott did have a tough night um we won't get too much into that but uh we like a Scott, but I, th- I think he he probably knows what to do and what not to do at this point. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it was good. Uh, it, it felt a little bit more like uh, more like home, I guess. You know, we're all pretty spoiled, pretty familiar with the Beach Ridge banquets and uh, how that those were always run. And it was good to you know walk into a banquet hall with you know circle seats and or circle tables and you know people getting food and dressed you know appropriately for a banquet. And uh, they did it right, uh, Mikey Bayberry. Um, was the host of the evening, and uh, his lady friend Lisa was right there next to him the whole time, and uh, we got to bring home a, a cool little uh, championship trophy for the Triple Crown uh, weekend that we had back uh, 250 weekend, and uh, it was fun to celebrate, and uh, you know, some making fools of ourselves on the dance floor afterwards, and uh, came back home. But uh, that then uh, rolled into the next day with the uh, Auburn, or yeah, Auburn Augusta Car Show. Uh, Steve Perry and team always puts on every year. It's uh, everybody probably knew that it was going to be a bigger one than probably years past because we had the fuck up with COVID and it just had a different vibe to it. Like I don't know how I'm trying to say it, but it just seemed energized. It, it had a it had a good build up to it. Uh, last year was the first year back, but. The weather was kind of shitty and gross, and it was the first year back from COVID. You still and, had to wear a mask, even though they sold beer there, so we're all walking around with masks around our chin. You get it. Uh, but this year, there was not nearly as many rules or anything in place, and um, there was a it was a good layout to it, too. They had a bunch of beautiful race cars there, Connor McDougal, and uh, yeah, his always has nice shit, but uh, Tasha Dyer has a, a gorgeous-looking limited. Um, just everybody brought their, brought their game up, and... Uh, you know, certainly had some cool stuff there. But uh, now, finally, to the uh, in in person guest here, Dan Collins, you got to finally unveil your little Billy fuckface T-shirt line. So uh, tell us how that came about and how how'd you do? Are you rich? Uh, not quite yet. I'm still waiting on my million dollars from my sponsorship from you guys, but we'll see what we can do about that. Uh, yeah. The check was sent out. I just can't. I just don't. Know just don't cash it. I'm not sure where it ended up. It's made of rubber. <laughs> But I sold most of what I brought and, uh, you know, kind of just started that off. The The goal is, as the race season hits, to kind of make shirts as funny stuff happens and kind of try to do it within 10 days of the funny thing happening, have 50 of them at the track, sell them, and never make them again, and just kind of make one-off funny stuff. And, um, you know, keep a few things in the rotation, like the little Billy shirt or the Rex stuff shirt, just to always have for sale. But it went pretty good. The show was amazing. I mean, Steve everybody just did an unbelievable job this year the the booths were better they were bigger they had more vehicles i mean just the amount of non-circle track cars Mm. was great had to turn people away had more had more vendors and cars uh interested in coming in than they could hold 
and just gorgeous cars. I mean, there are some nice race cars. Well, it, it was the the takeaway that I had from it was like like Bobby was saying, it was packed. You know, there was a lot of nice, beautiful shit there, but it was kind of reminiscent of when we were little and like I would go with my dad and they had all the side rooms filled with like go karts and like you, know, you had guys like Chad Little, Joe Bessie, all them having stuff set up there too, and it was. It feels like it's kind of pointing back in that general direction of growth, which is good. That's all things that we need to see and like to see when it comes to our, our little world of short track racing. Uh, but you were there all weekend, yes. Uh, yep, hung out all weekend. Uh, perfectly stationed right next to the bar. Oh, you could—you didn't even have to move. <laughs> yeah, the bar was, I mean, the booth was 50% to sell stuff and about 90% just so I could sit down for the day because three state days of standing, not my thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, but no, it, it was great. We had fun. We had fun afterwards. You know, it's always an event up there. Um, you know, everybody kind of came out and we, we did the after dinner thing at the 99s and the uh, bartenders there deserve some sort of recognition for dealing with us. Um, <laughs> the shit that's said and done is, is, um, I know last yeah, year was a fucking problem. <laughs> this, <so. laughs> this episode is actually brought to you by the fucking 99. <laughs> I always come back for fucking more. Once a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we were, we were rowdy in there. Uh, Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, I would. I'd be lying if uh, of the whole weekend's festivities, the the one time I had FOMO was certainly when uh, everyone's story was all at the ninety nine, and I recognized everyone in every video that I saw. It's like ah, oh, fuck. That's such, such a tradition. Yeah, yeah. No, I, we uh, we did something a little bit different this year. Typically, the spot is the ninety nine, uh, but it, it it turns into a fuck show, just like you guys said. So, uh, uh, Matt and Ashley came up and uh, actually brought Ashley's dad and and daughter Kinley and, and they were all hanging out with us and we we made an executive decision to go somewhere else uh, and we actually ended up going like into downtown like Augusta which I've never really even gone past the Civic Center really that's uh, where that fucking road. John Baldacci lives I am so sick of the people of Augusta <laughs> <laughs> man that's an event just I I live in Alfred yeah. there's 18 people yeah and I go to work and home if there's no racing that's all I do this time of year mm -hmm. and the people of Augusta going out for breakfast each morning too much oh boy too was, much yeah were there any little billies uh, out or yeah yeah and then they, they were in their <laughs> Halloween costumes like that show we were watching earlier. <laughs> oh it was bad yeah, yeah. lots of PJs I'd, yeah. like, I'd like to know the average age of uh uh, an Augusta citizen, because I gotta assume it's pretty fucking old. Well, it's either a hundred or like eleven. I feel like there's no no middle aged people there raising families. And regardless of age, they do not fall on the side of the political landscape that we are all on. Yeah, no, no, no they don't. <laughs> no, they do not. But uh, we we ended up at this place called I think it was like the Liberal Pig or some shit like that. <laughs> which, fitting. Yeah, which was funny. I thought, but uh, no, incredible. Food. I'm I'm shocked that you even walked into a place <laughs> called that. <laughs> Yeah, I, it, it, I would it, never even think to walk in there. I, I dated her for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Episode two hundred one. I dated her for a little while. Yep. Um, uh, no, so yeah, no, it was a it was a good weekend overall. Um, I'm, I'm glad everybody got to go. Uh, it's a good little lead up to uh, racing season, kind of starting to roll back into things here. You boys are going to be going to Atlantic City here uh, pretty soon. And uh, I, I actually have a, a wedding to go to this weekend. But uh, you, Dan Collins, uh, not only do you have Little Billy Tees, uh, what is it, dot com? LittleBillyTees.com. Yep. And uh, you also have any racing news, dot uh, com, which everybody on the show has heard a, a thousand and three times at this point. But uh, you know, you, you've had an interesting life throughout racing. You, you've, you've had this Facebook uh, 
I, I call it a mini series. Yeah, the 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 Arctic, the Chronicles of Dan's Arca season uh, mini series. I, I don't know how to fantastic. write a book, so I just used Facebook. Um, <laughs> but no, it's fascinating. Uh, you 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 didn't, and I don't think you would have wanted to uh, go on the route of working for the big high dollar teams and working for, if we're talking Arca, like the Venerinis or all any of those types of deals. You you want to be the guy that's helping the guy with like a pickup truck, a two by four, and is a convicted felon, and somehow has an Arca <laughs> car. And uh, you're gonna go try and do some races. So, so tell us about those experiences. One, and then uh, your transition into what you're doing now, which is a lot of the uh, local racing news stuff. I think the uh, the day one story I haven't shared yet on Facebook. So, I was working for Dick Bear, and he he told me, um, you know, tomorrow take school off. We're gonna go to Hickory, and we're gonna test this guy in a late model. Uh, an old friend of mine didn't give me a lot of info. So we get up there, and this this. His Rogers, his name, and he is just fucking jacked. Well, he's I just out of prison. He had spent uh, the whole time getting jacked. <laughs> so I have no idea who this guy is. Like his arms hitting the roll cage. He can't steer. I mean, he's just this huge muscle thing. <laughs> and so as, is he going to show up at the house here for what you're about to tell us? Uh, uh, they, he is out again. Oh, um, good. Oh, I was going to say, is he even able <laughs> to show up but, anywhere? But he, he can't travel, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he's state bound. <laughs> Long story short, we tested. Uh, the guy introduced himself, explained that he used to race in Michigan when he lived up there. We used to race uh, outlaw-type cars, blah, 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 blah. So offered me a job. Um, I think this, the way that I got the job is great, Dick. So Dick didn't really tell me who this guy was, and this guy was only told. I got this guy named Dan. He comes to the shop all the time. He's a really hard worker. Kind of a fucking disaster, <laughs> absolute mess. But this is he you. has a ton of heart and he wants to race. This is you. That's how. It, yeah, okay. that, that was how Dick sold me. Um, and and uh, did a phenomenal job. Yeah, correct. He, he wasn't wrong with a thing. And um, it just turned into I had a job and um, I gave my two weeks at the tire shop. I was doing inspections at and started um, full time at Dick's shop. And we had a late model and we ran that full time at Hickory. And I maintained and, and built, you know, did everything on that. And we, I was the only employee, and I'm a, a full-size gentleman. <laughs> so we decided to get a Craftsman truck. Uh, and, again, I'm a only employee. Uh, part of building a race car is the inside of it. So mm. you can just picture me upside down putting seats in as my – I was e equally this size. For, for the crowd, <laughs> please, please uh, the, describe your, your dimensions here. Uh, six <laughs> foot by six foot by six foot. <laughs> It's a hexagon. That's, <laughs> and I think the inside of a truck is about four foot by three foot by five foot. If it wasn't a truck, I couldn't have done it. That's the only reason because there's so much more, you know, window space. But anyway, we um, we tried to go truck racing. Uh, that, that ended up with a ton of fines at uh, Martinsville for all kinds of illegal stuff. And Wayne Otten told me we couldn't come back. And so that, my I had a, cru a truck crew chief license for like... Six a weekend <laughs> so that went away so we decided arca was better so uh we ended up going to arca racing we started off in 06 we went to one race um I, I by then we had a couple of employees um we went to iowa end of the year um us idiots uh we hooked the sway bar up while the car was in the air and therefore you, that's very bad yeah as you can imagine so we go through the scales the cross was i don't remember which direction it was like 12 percent or, or 92 <laughs> but it was bad two tires weren't even touching the ground <laughs> we couldn't yeah. get height so we ended up figuring out why fix that real quick go back you have to run at least one lap in practice to be able to qualify 
<laughs> they give us the ignition boxes, hooked them up. John Sykes, who keeps answering, you know, responding on the things that I post, he was with us the whole time. It was the first race car he ever wired. He wired the ignition box backwards. It let all the smoke out. He's in the car while it's just <laughs> full of smoke. I'm coming walking back to tech, and I just see it billowing. We get it. You we never it. made it out. Um, <laughs> so we started in 08. Um, you know, and I've kind of been running through that on, on Facebook. I'm sorry, 07. I've been kind of just running through that, the, the weekly craziness. Um, we, we were a very low-buck team. Um, I... I used 15 or so different people's credit cards every week. I mean, you name it. Uh, I, luckily, I didn't go to prison. Um, but it, it was an event. I mean, I was underneath a car one time working on something under the motor, and I see some fancy pants and some shoes, and I roll out, and it's a blue windbreaker. The U.S. Marshal showed up. The, the boss had – we didn't have a lot to race on, but he liked to spend money, so – he had a brand new Escalade. He had a brand new Z06 Corvette. He had watches that cost more than he owes me. And um, <laughs> so the feds, of course, show Still? up to figure out, oh, he owes me 16 grand. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like he kept the receipts. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I, I think I'd, I don't really want to get the money because it's a better story now. Than yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, just they showed up because he had so much shit. He had an airplane. We had an airplane for a short time, a <laughs> okay. little bonanza. Um, it had, uh, it had no, uh, <laughs> it had no fuel tanks in the wings because they had emptied them for cocaine back in the day. And it was one of his prison's friends that drove him, flew him in the plane. I don't know if you know, fed or, people that are feds can't be friends with feds. Uh, yeah. We had one in the, uh, payroll. That's why he ended up going to prison at the, that's that tough. time. That's tough. Anyway, long, really long story, really short. Um, it kind of came to the end. We, we did the. Uh, Bobby No Feet Fleet stuff, which I'm going to talk about soon on the <laughs> <laughs> Facebook, and then that was really the end. The crew had kind of already left by then. Um, actually, mainly Motorsports came down and interviewed all the guys from Maine um, at one point, and it was like September, October, but October. We had no power in the shop; it had been turned off. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, uh, something happened down the street. Um, it's just you, you name it; every disaster happened, and. Um, in the end, I was at the North South shootout or whatever it was at Concord, and uh, we lived in his apartment at his house. And I got the call from Rick, who was an ex-Fed, who was my roommate, who was hiding in a closet because the feds were there arresting Roger. So uh, we're owed a lot of money. <laughs> Roger's old lady's pretty crazy. So we want to take shit because we're owed money. So I took his Corvette. And we went you did, to, wait, you just took it? I took it. And his fire suit and his helmet and his Honda's device and his anything we could grab with money because the shop was already locked by then. Okay. So <laughs> took his Corvette. What was the plan? To take just this Corvette. is mine now. <laughs> this, yeah, this, I, this is I, it. I, I at least had a few days of Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> and we uh, we ex Rick was from a hauler in Kentucky in Pikeville, Kentucky, and uh, we took and we hid for a week in Pikeville, Kentucky while we were we, the the feds were looking for us. <laughs> um, and then we ended up contacting them and gave ourselves up. Like we had already given the car up by then. Um, we only had the car for like 24 hours because Grand Theft Auto seemed real bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we did, we, we did get to use it for a little bit. <laughs> it sounds a little worse now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I fully support it. Guy owed you money. Yeah. So, uh, long that all ended. He, he went to prison. I came home. I ended up staying home. And uh, in 2015-ish, I can't remember what year, 14, 15, 15, 16, 
I did a season and a half of Arca with the same guy. Uh, um, he flew me out from here. One of the drivers, I'm sorry, one of the, it doesn't matter, somebody on the team, um, parents, he was a pilot and his parents did something so I could fly standby for a hundred bucks everywhere. So he flew me to every race and uh, he actually paid me that time. So that was good. <laughs> so I got to do another year and a half of it. And uh, Was that part of the conversation was like, yeah, I'll do it, but you actually have to pay me this time? So <laughs> this guy, there's people that are listening that have dealt with Roger Carter um, for sure. Um, anybody who's rented Arca rides and got screwed at least have heard a story about him. <laughs> um, but he, he, in the 80s, he was friends with Dick Bear. And into the early 90s, when he was becoming in his 20s or whatever, he started racing. And then he went to prison for, he had a car dealership, and he was, you know, saying cars were sold to take the loan money and buy race cars. So Seems reasonable. Yeah. Um, so he went to prison for that. Oh. And then he got out, and then he <laughs> did a bunch of stuff for racing and went to prison again. And then the time that I was with him, he went to prison again. And then he's, so the, he, there's three strike rule for federal prison he's on five mm. hell of a um, salesman <laughs> yeah. oh he is like honest to god if you met him you would you'd like him he's so addicted to racing that he can't stop going to federal prison so i can't <laughs> i can't hate him you can't be mad like no, I, i'm I fucking it. addicted but i, I don't want to go to federal prison <laughs> yeah but like he over and over maybe just, you could get jacked though and then <laughs> he'd, he'd be doing some jack well, he was, he was, <laughs> he, every time he'd go in he'd be fat because everything was getting bad so he'd get all stressy get all fat i mean like my fat and then he'd come out like chiseled it was unreal <laughs> like, it has to be so bad for him but i mean he's just patty the batty so addicted to the stuff that the he stigma. just anything he can he's weird <laughs> but so that's it that's was my ne- my arca stuff we did a bush race we did a couple I, so the, 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 the truck races. ever even touched the race right no um, so <laughs> we had we had wayne Otten come out um which was ahead of uh trucks then i don't know what he does now and, uh, I think he's like in charge of all of it. So Brian Smith put the body on. He's a professional body hanger down there that owned his own place. And we, it was when the, one of the rule changes were coming for the roof that year. So Martinsville, we were still allowed to run the old roof. So when they came out, we had them bring their templates because we didn't own any. Put the templates on the truck and c- confirm it. So they, they went through it pretty good and they gave me a bunch of stuff to fix. So we fixed it, brought it. So we unload no crew you know four of us maybe that's the way you show up to a nascar uh, top three series race <laughs> yep. yeah uh, yep uh did that four include of the us, driver no? yeah that was including him <laughs> no mechanical ability on him either <laughs> <laughs> so they go to do over under the first part of the tech and fuel cell it didn't have enough spacers something about the they didn't like that so not only were they not going to allow me to fix it we had to put in a different fuel cell so we don't have a spare they got to the seat. They didn't like the headrest. They didn't like something else inside, safety-wise, minor type of stuff inside. The headrest was, it's a modern seat. This was uh, before SFI, but they didn't like how it wasn't mounted. The headrest wasn't hooked to the roll cage, too, and the seat, and the, the seat wasn't hooked. To that. It wasn't anything valid. Would you so, have, like, a Kirky in there? Or? It, it was a modern, yeah. you know, confinement seat, but not like they were now. I mean, it wasn't top of the line. Nothing was. Um, so they get to the intake and they drop the cowbell down in the middle. And I can't remember if it can't stand up or can't fall in, but whatever it did, it did it all the way, <laughs> like fucking all the way. And that was, I think the $10,000 fine. So like 
the other stuff wasn't a fine, but that was like a big deal, apparently. <laughs> um, so we had already called somebody back home, not an employee, just somebody, and had them bring, they were going to bring a seat. They were bringing a fuel set. We were going to fix this thing. We didn't know no better. Um, then we. What racetrack are you at? Martinsville. Martinsville. So how far away are you from your shop? To a shower, Two I guess, okay. to so. so we go to templates. So every truck going through templates, they're putting about six templates on the truck. They take out every one for us. <laughs> Sick. Of course it's not going to fit. It's the old roof. The old roof's narrow two inches. So, I mean, the templates don't even fucking come close. And um, Wayne Otten told us we had to go home. <laughs> and, I mean, pissed off because they came out to us. What happened was is Roger, our sponsor was freefeds.org. We had <laughs> we had an organization that was trying to bring federal parole back for nonviolent first-time offenders. So, in other words, if you went to prison for drugs and you didn't kill anybody, they wanted you to get parole because in the federal system, you can't. State that, and system. NASCAR doesn't want that on TV. NASCAR did not want The hood said uh, HR, whatever the, the thing was, and then injustice burns in the bottom of it. Ugh. We had an American flag car once. It was the first <laughs> year of Toyota. <laughs> And he wanted to run... Actually, no, we did. We ran a Pearl Harbor scheme on the hood at the Arca race. The first <laughs> weekend. I actually fucking forgot about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> you were literally just begging for it. <laughs> you are begging to not race. We went to a Bush East race at Waterford and uh, never got approval on the design and just threw it all on there. NASCAR found out, like, days later, because no, no technology really then. That was bad. That was real bad. Of the Pearl Harbor <laughs> thing? No, this was just, uh, you know, the, the free feds and, and stuff like well, that. Yeah. that. Bad enough, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Pearl Harbor thing was an ARCA thing. It was. It had, like, the, the date. I have, a, I have a picture of it somewhere. Like, the date of, and then it said, like, never forget Injustice Burns. and it had like, Right above a Toyota emblem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, they poked the bear, I think, I think just a little. Um, but, yeah, the, the truck thing, never. we ha- owned it. It just stayed in the corner. Um, we ended up going bush racing, but Carl Long kind of ran that show. So this was when they only hated him a little. Um, so he actually chopped his finger off, the end of his finger, a few days before Bristol. So Relatable. he couldn't get Bristol. Yeah, chopped it off in the shear. We were all ooh, somewhere, ooh. and he just and he wouldn't go to the hospital because he's got to finish the car for Bristol because he loves Bristol. And we're like, you're not going to be able to drive in two days in Bristol. You have no finger. It was just a tip. <laughs> so, That's all I got. Did he drive? Uh, we didn't make Bristol. Okay. <laughs> he had to go to the hospital, so we didn't finish yeah, the car. tough to be a fabricator when you're uh, missing fingers. I mean, we were, we were 24 <laughs> hours a day from trying to get that thing done. We ended up, we, our first race with it was Dover. And we, we started and we ran. I mean, we weren't we weren't going to park, but we by the time it, we were in the way, we decided to park. Yeah. We had no tires. We just used to get free tires. And, you know, that was a thing back then when you were a small team. You would get their takeoffs because they would run four laps in practice. And then they were okay. Junk, yeah. Yeah. So, I did that for a while. It, it was an event. I've seen it. I've done it. I've been wanted uh, for Grand Theft Auto twice, and um, uh, my uh, credit score just finally fixed itself. Really? Yep. Interesting. Did you get to keep the Corvette? I didn't get to keep the Corvette or the Mustang. Tough. That's tough. Or the Mustang. <laughs> okay. The so story no. about the Mustang was chronicled on the Facebook post. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you if you were the guy that buried the Corvette in the Backstretch Wall at Beechridge, but... Uh, that that would have been probably right around that time frame. This would have been yeah, it was seven, no six. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, so you move back home, yep. right? You, you you become or you find a safe place <laughs> in the state of Maine again, right? Um, 
originally from Maine. You come back home, and, and and then what? I mean, you've done some wild shit, some crazy shit up to that point, and then now you're back home. So what, what's what's plan B? I took two years off. Uh, one year, I only went to like a Thursday Thunder. I never stepped foot in the track for a year. Um, I needed it. It was bad. Um, and then I the next year, I just started going a little bit, and then trevor had a 300 trevor sanborn. sanborn had a 300 where Corey got too drunk sanborn got too drunk the night before and didn't show up so i was with my girlfriend at the time in north conway and eating lunch and i got a call where are you now how did you know trevor at this i've point? known trevor forever uh stepfather's f- from his part of the world i've known trevor since i was like 12 so go-karts through super late models i helped him in 03 i did his tires in 03 when he was a rookie before I moved south. So I've known him forever. So, you know, we were still friends, still talked, and he's like, I, I, need, a, I need a spotter. Corey's not here, and the only guy that could fill in was was real bad decision. So he goes, <laughs> can you get here? And I'm like, well, how long? He goes, I, I don't know, an hour? I'm in North Conway. That's so, not an hour drive. No, I had a, I had a Subaru WRX, and we went very fast. I, I, <laughs> I paid my bill. We never <laughs> ate the food. Paid my bill. I made her leave. Now, she didn't know racing, because when I was with her, I didn't go to the races. So I'm literally like, we're leaving our weekend away, and we're going to what? So we went fast. I'm sure that went over well. I pulled into the Beatridge parking lot. They were doing the driving introductions, and somebody met me with a headset. And I hadn't spotted in, what, two years? And I spotted for Trevor that day. We third, second, third, someone like that. Well, that wasn't the year where he had the race one. He blew up with eight to go. No, no. (laughs) Thank God. Um, And I realized I kind of wanted to keep doing that, and then... Uh, no, I don't think it was that long later she left, so I had a whole bunch of free time. So I, <laughs> I went balls deep into racing, and I haven't stopped since. Um, and I, you know, now I'm, you know, since then I've I've spotted for a bunch of people. I, I had a couple of years with Jake Door. Um, we did a bunch of fun stuff. We we got to win a, a couple of races with you know basically just me and him and our weekend help, which was really cool to be a part of. Um, I went and did a couple years with Ross. Steve Perry ever pay you what he owed you for winning that <laughs> no, race? Steve still owes me a midget. Um, <laughs> a midget lady of the evening. Um, <clears throat> the only <laughs> So, Steve told me, because he, you know, he was kind of funding Jake's deal then, he told me if I could h- help Jake get a win, he would get me a, a midget. I've always wanted a midget <laughs> on a pair of roller skates, the old kind with the bright wheels. <laughs> and I want fellatio as I put a beer on her head. I'm doing good on the words. Um, Mouth party. And I want to just roll her around while I talk to all of my friends. Like, I don't want to do this in, in private. Like, I want this to be like an outdoor event. And he agreed because he, he wanted to watch. Uh, <laughs> so. You got a fucking rolling ottoman. <laughs> yeah. So, well, the, we're not sure, like, with my belly what goes on her head whether it's the beer or the belly but we would work uh, that out but uh so we did win two races so um i, I mean that's two midgets someone, <laughs> someone else that owes you something <laughs> so yeah that didn't happen but no it was a lot of fun with jake and that just uh i, I have a hard time staying somewhere for more than a few years I just get itchy. Um, uh, <laughs> probably go see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. Um, so I did a couple of years with Rusty, and, and same thing there. You know, just it, I, I loved working with those guys. I, I their family. Um, just I had a twitch, and 
Um, I started working with Trevor again, um, somewhere around 15. I, I spotted for, I did tires for him for a year or two. I used to do those, but that's too much work. So now I just spot tires is miserable. Oh, it's horrible. It's the, horrible. it's the most miserable job in the entire pit area. Yeah. So spotting's way easier. <clears> so the last couple of years I've just, I've been with him and, um, <clears throat> filling up, you know, whatever I can for all the other classes. I try to spot 50 or so races a year. Um, probably be more this year because we're going to race quite a bit so we'll see what happens <laughs> hopefully no grand theft auto so, so <laughs> it, in the background of all this too you, you're doing the spotting thing for trevor and, and obviously the last couple of years he's been successful again uh kind of getting into his own little groove there uh also just coming out with the news that he's going to drive for richard moody uh correct um so did what you did you have any part of that were you just told the information or no uh early in the week trevor called and you know see, to see if you know called each of us in the crew it's not many of us it's Corey, uh mario myself kind of see if we'd be interested and you know make sure that i wanted to do something like that too and i i do i want to race as much as i can um so within 48 hours they made a deal uh the next day we all went up and met everybody and said hi and um i i think it's kind of a reincarnation of what was attempted multiple times before with the hope of following through and and really showing that they, they can go fast together because in the past trevor and moody went fast together uh, got his first pass win with uh, moody at motor mile yeah it was either there <coughs> riverside was the first yeah north one. <coughs> riverside was his first pass north win but i think he won at motor mile it was like a pass south southern race. national <coughs> that's southern national two two and one year i think canley there was like one time where they hadn't finished worse than like third in a couple of races and you know just either business decisions <clears throat> versus racing decisions whatever you know that's i wasn't around i mean i i did visit a few times when they raced together but now they're gonna you know get back together and uh you know we're an e though we're we appear to be a kind of mouthy group we're an easy group we don't really have any bullshit we we are all on the same page. I mean, they're they're related, all three of them, and I've known them since the beginning of Christ. So, like, <laughs> we might as well all be related. We're, we're all on the same page, and they have a small little group over at uh, Moody's, so I think that that's going to be good, and I, everybody's excited. I mean, you, you, I've been part of uh, plenty of deals in my life, um, and, and they all – there's so many moving parts, and you never know what will happen, but I, I can tell you that we're excited and we're, we're all looking forward to it. We're going to go test uh, hopefully soon. Um, just to kind of get some laps on the cars and some laps with us and uh, start the season out at Hickory. Cool, cool. So uh, in the background to all of that too, and, and it's been all over the show for since pretty much its inception, anyracingnews.com, right? Uh, that's something that you started from the ground up. It's a very neat website where you get kind of uh, any news that you need from our little region here. So what made you want to do that and, uh, and kind of you know field that in the background while you're also doing all this cool spot and shit? I felt like we needed the J-Ski up here, something like that. Um, and that's what I started it as. And I pissed off 31 people in the first hour. <laughs> it was pretty radical. <laughs> so, <laughs> explain J-Ski to those that don't know either. J-Ski used to be really the rumor site for NASCAR. In, in the in the early times of American Online or whatever it was, you'd sign in and it, they would have their finger on the pulse because the people that worked in the sport were part of it or, or told them what was going on. And everything came out on there well before you know the, the they would come out on the news and you know i it wasn't that i wanted to 
you know, pop everybody's bubble, but just in the winter, get people talking more than they are now. And that didn't work. Um, so <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> I, I, I did too, but I, I was going to run out of um, places I could go. So, yeah. Um, no, it, so now I'm in the middle of rebuilding the website. I, the new one is, is going to be um, really intuitive and interactive. Um, every racetrack is going to have um, listings for like who's the track photographer, their website, you know, um, a place. So if the tracks want to use a, a form, they would be able to send me their updated, you know, results and I can post it to the page. That'll be up to them. But it's going to have a section for all the different divisions and it's it's almost done. Um, Christmas, I, I got lazy. But that, that's really going to be a neat new look. Um, and basically right now what I'm doing with it, and, and it will continue, is just a place where anybody can go to find out what's going on. All day long I sit at a desk, so I just forward every bit of news I see from any racer or anybody in New England. And I just get it on there, and, and it's it grows. and It's got quite a few views. and I, I think the website's going to be pretty neat when it comes up because anybody from outside the area, if they were to search anything about racing here, it's going to bring them to that and help them kind of understand what's going on. Interesting. Interesting. So are you, are you trying to do Maine, New Hampshire, Mass? Connecticut. Connecticut. That's it? That's, uh, Vermont. From Vermont. Okay. Yeah. So basically. Any yeah. racing news. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so also, uh, <laughs> we've seen it since its inception, but uh, Little Billy Fuckface is a uh, character that you have created for essentially what we would call a weapon, uh, right? You, you refer to them as little billies. Uh, so where did little Billy come from? And uh, uh, th these T-shirts that you're making are incredible, by the way. Uh, so how does this all come about? Tyler Chase got to be the first little Billy. Um, he's uh, was racing at Star, and uh, we, we've we've talked since about this, and actually had a pretty good talk at the 250. There's no hatred, I don't think anymore. Uh, <laughs> but he proceeded through the street stock field <clears throat> like a little billy and just <laughs> fucking running everybody over and he gets to i don't know if he want to finish second but he gets to victory lane parks the car sideways and every one of his crew his parents whoever they were just told him that he was the best little billy they've ever seen <laughs> so i had to let them all know that that wasn't true so through uh, some loud screaming at them at the racetrack <laughs> as, and mixed with using social media, he became the first little Billy. And I explained that if your race car driver is a little Billy fuckface, do us all a favor <laughs> and explain that to him instead of telling him he did the best fucking job because he didn't. <laughs> so I took it upon myself from there on to let the little Billies know. Um, it, I'm doing the parenting for him. I think they should thank me. <laughs> so some some kid at Star, then next year, well, there's been a bunch of them, I mean, for sure. So some kid at Star did it again at the beginning of this year, and hmm. I was drinking, so I got a bit aggressive in the stuff I made. I screamed <laughs> to him and his family, and I probably shouldn't have, but I did make enough of a point that the kid was less of a fuckface through the year, and actually days later after the internet called him every name in the book was uh, that the late model deal yeah, the he, luke lebron incident yeah he, yeah he seemed they seemed to all admit that that was a boo-boo night and not to do that again <laughs> so that that's a win um which is okay yeah just we all say fuck it. up just i mean yeah you, you give me a late model i'm gonna probably do that <laughs> like, so I, I get it 
It's just somebody would definitely tell me, dude, that was fucked. You know, do that again, but remember, you shouldn't. Yeah, we're yeah. pretty we're pretty honest yeah. and blunt. Group. Correct. Yeah. You so. you solidified yourself in my dad's uh, list of favorite humans when. Um, I was the victim of a little Billy, and you uh, went on Facebook and made sure that they were well aware of, of what they had done that day, and uh, <laughs> and yeah, ripped the carburetor off my intake. But <clears throat> I, I have I don't know why that I've decided that I I need to take that into my hands. But I feel better when I do. Uh, <laughs> That's what people don't understand. Like <clears throat> it's never gonna go good when you go down there and holler and scream and and cause cause a scene, but. But you you do come back on that felt good. Yeah, that's yep. all right. Yep, I, uh, yeah, yeah, that helps me. It's uh, it's good for my inner peace. <laughs> you're just such a unit. That just you're you're full of surprises. You're full of all sorts of things. Now, uh, amidst all the cool shit that you've done, uh, we we do have um, a Patreon. Uh, which I'm going to try and find and see if it works this time around. It didn't last time. But you actually had quite a few questions from people that want to know more about you, uh, which is a loaded type situation at all times. Uh, if my fucking phone will work here. But uh, moving forward, though, you're, you're going to do stuff with Trevor, right? But uh, anything else in the works in terms of spotting or whatever for 2023? Yeah, I'm going to do uh, – the Trevor, we're going to run a bunch of races. Um, we're going to hopefully run some away races, which will be really nice. Um Whatever pass races I can make it to, um, I'm going to spot for one of the Hewins is in a mod. Um, they all kind of blend to me, so I'm honestly not sure which one's driving. I should. <laughs> I'm wicked fucking bad at people. So the whole time at the show, people are coming up to me, people. talking to me like like we've been best friends. I don't remember who you are. It's not, it's not your fault. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's mine. I pay a lot of money to have a terrible short-term memory. So like, I, it's okay. Like yeah. just, But understand, I'm going to stare at you, and I'm going to probably say, who are you? <laughs> I don't mean to, but that's the same thing here. It's, like I, I get they conf sometimes they confuse me which one's which. I don't yeah. mean to. It's it's <laughs> uh it's a tough situation because I run into the exact same thing because I'm also not one of those people that like right out like off the jump will be like what is your name? So we'll just get into like this deep elaborate story and then I'll see you fucking two months later at the same racetrack and we're best friends, but I have no fucking idea what your name is. Yeah, yeah no, oh, totally. And then I also halfway through a conversation, I'm really bad at people. So I'm who, who the fuck are you again? Like, yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't mean it that way. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm going to do that for hold on to the past races. Um, I'm going to do some stuff with Rusty. Um, I, probably Nick Cusack if he needs it again. Tony Ricky's going to do something. I'll probably do some races with him. Um, I do need to fill in some act races, but other than that, my year will be pretty full. Um, we're going to hopefully, like I said, travel quite a bit, which should be a, a nice difference. Um, I'd like to do some more Southern stuff. That so, would be cool. We like, uh, we like when people travel to Florida cause we also tend to travel to Florida. <laughs> <clears throat> that poor rental van. <laughs> Didn't uh, cost me a thing. How, how did you pull that off? I don't understand. They explained it to me. So so you had that for like six minutes, right? And you had half of Daytona Beach in it. Drove it into the ocean, right busted the, ocean. the windshield, or uh, yeah, the windshield, uh, built a sandcastle inside of it, yeah. used it as a uh, party deck uh, to yeah, watch the races from New Smyrna. We, so this was <laughs> this was two years ago, right? So I, I we, we told the story last week, but I had to show up late. And first thing I see when I walk into New Smyrna is you sitting in a lawn chair on the roof of this poor Chrysler minivan. <laughs> and the thing had just been literally 
driven hard and literally put away wet. <laughs> and, and I, I guess what it was it Bodwell snapped the fucking antenna into the into the I windshield. Think, I think Yippa did that. No, uh, Bodwell broke the windshield, I think, and then Yippa slipped his foot into it at some point. Oh yeah, don't forget that when uh, when we had shown up upon arrival, uh, Bodwell did break the automatic uh, rear trunk fucking thing in the van. <laughs> so bo- when you click the button, too. it never fucking moved. Um, that did happen. But we, we did tell this whole story, I believe, on the last Yeah, the statute of limitations is up yeah. on yeah. that thing. And and I, you're I, you're I poured... sure you don't own a minivan that you just nope. don't know about, right? Nope. Uh, yeah. Insurance covered it. Uh, that... I, I got insurance <laughs> to CheapoAir.com instead of the rental car company. They paid everything. Wow. They, they, I had a... Uh, that's it. I they... I definitely didn't call to go. Hey, you're gonna charge me? They have a they have a cork board or something with your face on it. Someone throws a dart at it every no morning. No fly list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm on a list. So I got the Patreon questions pulled up. Uh, first one comes from Mike Ray. I believe he's a Stafford Stafford mm-hmm. guy. Uh, how do we feel about wearing a Hans device while rental harding? Hardo move or not? Nah? Could not be any more of a hardo move. I don't like. I saw that question when it first came up, but I don't understand how how right. you would even like, do it. It's usually the, like a lap. Right. Like all a the rental go karts I've ever. Yeah, you could Hans device does nothing. Like it, it probably seems more dangerous. Mm. Yeah, but like any one I've ever been in, it's got like like a car seat belt in it, which that is going to do nothing. Like you said, so if you go rental go karting in anything more than your own helmet and gloves, <laughs> you are a super hardo. And even gloves is pushing it. It's, yeah. it's cold in the winter yeah. time, but yeah, that's why I would wear gloves. We would do it on purpose the night before the DT one hundred because the DT one hundred they they didn't make us, but they asked, you know, hey, can you be full get up? Like it's just more of a spectacle. So we would show up the night before, um, usually after leaving Texas Roadhouse, and uh, full fire suit get up, and you like little kids thought we were like NASCAR drivers like, <laughs> showing up at the local go kart track. It felt like a little bit of a dweeb at the stand up to cancer 100 when Jeremy asked us to all wear fire suits and like maybe half the people did, but Charlie and I are fucking there just like, oh, yeah. and, <laughs> and, and we are ready and full hardo. <laughs> yeah. We were asked to put them on and then yeah. I get there and no, not everybody has them on. I was like, Oh cool. So yes, it is a hardo move to wear a Hans device in a local go kart. Yeah. Scott Fowler says curly fries, French fries or waffle fries and dip. Curly fries, and it's not even close, probably with ranch. Uh, curly fries, then waffle fries, then regular fries. I don't really like fries, but fucking put some cheese and bacon on top of it, and I'll eat just about anything. I don't discriminate. All fries are fine with me. Yeah. Yep. I, I like food. You're a fry, you're a fry kind of guy? <laughs> I like food. You like a potato? I like food. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Gaines says this question is for the hosts. Who wins in a street stock race at Dillon between Dan, Seth Drown, and Freddie Kraft? Uh, is this Dan. a is this a driving race or a running race? Because I would take Freddie in a running race and Dan in a race. I race. would take Dan in a driving race for sure. Um, Freddie, Fred, uh, Freddie's pretty big, but I feel like he at least looks athletic. Out of out of I'm not out of the three. So if it's out if of it's the a foot three, race, yes. if it's a foot race, <laughs> so that's only because he that's only because he's contractually <laughs> obligated to wear Nikes. I've seen so Dan, he looks he already looks like he's there. I've to seen Dan wheel, so definitely taking Dan in a driving race. Yeah, def, uh, my dad. Um, about the first time my dad found out what a Dan Collins was, we were on our way to Waterford to race with the Grand State Pro Stock Series, and on that stupid fucking merger from 495 to 290, um, it's one lane, um, and <laughs> yeah. Dad in our hauler and Dan in his little race buggy at the time, we went through that too wide <laughs> the entire time. Nobody cracked the gas pedal, and my dad's like, who are these guys? <laughs> just in saw the heat of competition, just like... 
You, don't, you I know was, them? I was equally unaware as well. <laughs> that it was dark. Yeah, it was like 4.30 in the morning. Uh, Why are you playing fuck fuck at 4.30 in the morning? There's not that many people on the road. Because it's my father. He, you you <laughs> rode with him once to the races this summer, and you saw how that went, right? I feel like yeah. your dad's a closet road rager. It's not even road rage. He just likes to fuck with people because he knows he's a better driver than they are. <laughs> but he also has a 38-foot trailer on the back, too, which that And he help. treats it like it's my Tacoma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Follow-up question from Matt. Which one is most likely to get tased? I say Dan wins Dan. the race, and Dan is the most likely to get tased. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. know. Freddy's a fucking problem. No. Just every time a problem. Certainly no. no. Seth, Seth have doesn't you met Freddy? Seth doesn't get wound up uh, enough no, to get not tased. Not really. You would get along very well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. A lot of similar characteristics. You would. You would be the best friends, I think. Yeah. Full trouble. Yeah. yeah, that would be a sight to see. Uh, definitely going Dan with a tase as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> Have so, you been tased? Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> 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 I fucking hate being electrocuted. Hate being tased. Little, little buzz, buzz. Oh. Was it the handheld or the gun? Handheld. I was sound asleep. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I woke up. I woke up. <laughs> Probably pretty quickly. The kid up, and we were on the ground. And I was about to, I was killing him. Uh, so, it, so it wasn't by law enforcement. No. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I've had a couple of guns pulled by the cops. Have you been arrested? Tased. Yeah. Yeah. Just habitual shit like driving without a license uh, and stuff. But yeah, uh, criminal speed. Did you ever? Did you have to ever have to sleep in a cell? No, I got changed and got to hang out, but never had to stay. <laughs> I got to hang out. <laughs> All-inclusive stay. Yeah, I think we had the same lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was useless. Uh, Corey Roussel has, says, uh, what's your favorite and least favorite race you've spotted? Uh, least favorite would be the time at Michigan where we wrecked the whole race car, blew the windshield <laughs> out, and every NASCAR spotter called me a fucking Billy Fuckface from a spotter stand. Because it was your fault, right? Well, I mean, it was the driver's fault. But I, I warned the non-driving fuck, but he said I never did. But as I said the first time, we told, I told that story on here um, in the deleted files. And uh, I just look at it this way. He doesn't race, and I still spot. So, uh, But that one sucked. And then uh, I've seen the video of that. Yeah, it was aggressive. He <laughs> is he not still in the hospital? Or and you're not joking when you say it literally blew the windshield yeah. out of the thing. And, and <laughs> had, the, the car had are, no windshield in it. And those things are thick. Yeah, they're like a quarter inch they're, thick. They're, pretty, whatever they're thick. Yeah, yeah, and they're not supposed to do that. Nope, nope. I had never seen it before. And, and your favorite race you've ever um, probably that one where Joey Pastore and Trevor battled for the win. I got the video and the audio of overlaid. Um, they battled the last couple laps. That one was pretty oh, fun. Oh, Beatridge? Yeah, that one was fun. I think just kind of the whole situation. Um, that the, the ones with Jake were really cool where, where we won. You know, I, it was just really, you know, me, him, and the, the two or three people that came to the, the track, and we won two of them or three of them. So I would say probably those. Um, I pretty much just have fun every day. So <laughs> it's it's always enjoyable. It's always fun to have fun. Jeff Ramsdell says, "Hey boys, looks like the state of Massachusetts listens to you. They are getting, they are adding a lane to the 290 merge off of 495 for when we head to Connecticut. That's awesome. They should add about four. Yeah, that yeah, way it's one, never an issue. One's still not yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I uh, think I, I've always wondered what the fuck they're doing. The last like three or four months that's been under construction. I'm like, they have to. I mean, it's plenty wide enough. I don't know why it hasn't already been a thing. But it just but, uh, it rifles uh, down into one lane though, which <clears> makes no sense. Well, yeah, but they. I mean." 
it's cool sometimes when uh, you know you you like catch it at the right time. It's like like what you guys said, four thirty in the morning. There's no one there. <laughs> you catch it at four thirty in the afternoon. You're going to be sitting for thirty minutes because everyone's just playing fuck fuck, and it's just like ah, I just. Why well, you just got to hammer it. down the middle and look for a big truck to cut <clears throat> off? Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Uh, to echo that sentiment, Dakota DeCourcy says you guys do an awesome show. Good work. Keep it up and add and add into the list that everybody hates. Everybody in Mass hates four ninety five as well. Uh, Trevor Ward. Um, Says he wants to bring back something that we haven't said to our last guests, and he's not wrong. Um, why does Dan Collins have to be at the races every week? I don't know any better. Um, no, I, I, I'm just fucking addicted. Like, it's crack. Um, the couple of years I took off, I got sick of every Saturday not knowing what I'm going to do. And now I just know I'm going to go see my friends. I'm going to have fun. And no matter how bad the day is. It's going to be better than sitting on my couch. That that couldn't have been more exactly how I feel about the whole situation. Like, So the first year, obviously, we, we started this podcast, went the first year, just did our normal thing, basically went to Beatridge every Saturday, kind of had our schedule all planned out, and then Beatridge obviously goes away. Well, actually, not even when Beatridge went away, when COVID started, it was more of a, oh, we can't go do this? Yeah, yeah fuck you. Yeah, We're just going to drive to Jennerstown, <laughs> Pennsylvania. We'll drive to Stafford, Connecticut. We'll, dri- we'll drive anywhere. If there's if they're going to put on a race, like, fuck you. We're going to go. So it was kind of out of spite, and then it's just really never stopped. Like last year, I think I went to like 95 races or like 90 maybe, and then like I was like going into this year, like that is really not financially viable. Like I need to cut that back, and then I went to way more this – not way more, but I went to more this year, and I was like, fuck. But, yeah, I think I'm starting to realize that I got a, I got a fucking problem. But <laughs> yep. Like, there's worse problems to have. It's not a illicit drug. So Yeah, at least I'm not on drugs and alcohol. <laughs> nope, nope, nobody's been arrested for simply just going to the races while they're there it's happened but not for just going yeah not just showing up that's yeah. the point yeah mm-hmm. last one from Reagan Parent after the season after the great season Joey Pole had last year how excited are you to be working with the four team and the crew um, with Trevor this year and fuck you Reagan I'm not that old what'd he say <laughs> he says and for Bobby you are now an old man or a old man learn how to spell <laughs> I mean, in reality, it, it's we're bringing over all of us, you know, the the core little group. So I don't think it's going to be a huge change. I don't go to the shop much because if you've heard, I have a lot of things I try to do. And then I also do like my coach. Um, so I don't think for me, it's going to be much of a change. I spot for so many different teams and drivers that it's kind of all this. It's all the same old stuff. Um, I'm just looking forward to hopefully not going to Oxford 19 weeks in a row. That's <laughs> That's really my excitement for the whole thing. Um, and and I, if everything went perfect, I'd get to go to maybe four or five tracks I've never been to. So, What is your favorite track? Oxford. <laughs> Pro- probably Salem or Winchester because they're just badass. Um, it, they're just crazy, especially before they were paved or Salem was paved on, on, on the ends. Um, those would probably be my favorite. Um, I mean, a beach ridge. But that, that's now a warehouse. So, yeah. But yeah, probably those and two. What's um, what's the what's the one track you haven't been to yet that you want to go to? Probably go to the Snowball Derby. That would probably be the event and track. Never, never have you ever? No, never have I. It's ever. Worth your time. It's yeah. just the time of year never works, and I will make it because at some point I'll have to go spot, so I'll have no excuse. Um, but probably that would be it. Um. Oh, I can't wait to get you and Freddie together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. There's one more under the gun. <clears throat> Squirted it at the last second here. Slim, 
Mike Barbieri says, if uh, if a dirt go-kart track was built in my backyard, would you guys make the track to run a race, run what you brung? Yes. Um, you'd have to bring it for me because I am not buying another go-kart. Uh, my days of owning go-karts are over. Until there's <clears throat> one more for sale. What? Until there's another one for sale. Nope. Nope. <laughs> if someone wants to bring it, <clears throat> yeah, we'd, we'd show up. About a year ago, I almost was going to dip into the champ cart world so I could go indoor racing. And I'm like, nope, 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 nope. All done go-karts. Done this. I've retired from go-kart racing five times. I don't. I don't need to go back. I'm usually good for my, our our once a year appearance at the end of the year at Barbara. Yeah, that's but... fun because it's somebody else's stuff, and we can beat the piss out of it and not be financially responsible for it. <laughs> True. Mm-hmm. Speaking so, speaking of the uh, the the champ cart realm, uh, indoor racing obviously happened. Did you did you happen to buy that stream? Did you uh, tune in? Through, <clears> I bought it on. What you could. I bought it on Friday night. Um, didn't get a chance to watch Saturday night. But friend of the program, Mike Perry, um, finally. Sealed the deal, put one together, and won a Salmon's Indoor Show. Uh, so it was good for good for him. Uh, Borges had a hell of a move in the B feature on Saturday <laughs> where he uh, went straight through the infield. And um, unlike Brandon Ruzick, when Ruzick did it two years ago at AC, uh, Borges actually gained some spots. So. <laughs> did they let him keep that? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes sense. He did get shipped down there. That, yeah, that yeah it counted. wasn't his fault. That should have counted, but yeah, um, fuck him. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get to watch any of the indoor things, but it looked like Skip did pretty good the first night. <laughs> yeah, uh, they had triple Cecily. triple twenty prelims on Friday night for the TQs. Um, Tyler Thompson, who I've raced super modifieds with uh, from from out in Oswego, he won. Uh, Ryan Flores won his um, against Andy Jankowiak and uh, Anthony Cecily. Um, continues to prove that that forty four car that Rick Kluth built knows is the baddest indoor car going right now because he was he should have won every indoor race last year and it broke in every race. But he won both of them this weekend. He won his prelim on Friday. Won the main on Saturday. Um, just edged out Ryan Flores and group chat pal Tommy Catalano. I have no idea what happened in the slingshot races because quite frankly I don't really give a shit about them. <laughs> they're they're the that best makes, in person. They are awesome to watch. Like, I'm a big fan <laughs> of the slingshots, but I don't know a single person in one. Other than Paul Hartwig, who didn't make it out of the B feature, and Miss Motorsports races one, so, hmm, huh, that is the extent of my slingshot knowledge. That was uh, that was indoor racing. Uh, Mike, Mike, <laughs> Jr. obligatory, made a, obligatory indoor talk. My, Mike Junior made a race, so that's good. Junior did finally make it. Um, he almost locked himself in on Friday, but he made sure to piss away his uh, podium spot on the last lap and finish fourth in his prelims. So, but he did make it through the old-fashioned way on Saturday. Had a really good car. He was fast. I don't think he had any luck, but that's indoor racing. It's usually shit ninety uh, percent of the time. So, Dan, did you uh, do some Dylan watching, or uh, do you follow along with that shit show that transpired? I uh, luckily didn't rent it. I followed along on the Facebook. That was an event. That was neat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was an eight-hour shift. Holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you imagine? Yeah, well, it was a uh, hundred laps for twenty-five hundred dollars. They started with thirty cars and ended with what eleven. They might have ended with eleven. I mean, so eleven took the white flag. I don't know how many took the checkered. Yeah, they, I mean, they fucking destroyed a shit ton of them in turns three and four. So I'm, I'm not a hundred. Somebody sure damn they... near flipped on the straight part. Of yeah, the straightaway. Allegedly, that's some cousin from Seekonk, but it, it's it's one a, of those things. Wasn't a B main. They weren't I, even in the A main. I feel I feel bad. Like it's it typically. So I, I like uh, I bought the pay per view um, so that we could we could watch it basically, but. Um, I, I bought it specifically because there was. It seemed like there was a lot more northern guys that were going down there, and I'm like, that's cool. You know, I, I respect when people go down there. I like having an extra reason to tune in, and uh, I feel like a lot of people don't realize how many northern guys were really down there. But there was fucking ten to fifteen of them. It seemed like, and uh, the guy that almost flipped over allegedly is a Seacock guy. But unfortunately, it seems as though if I've never heard of a guy 
it, they're usually from Seekonk or Monadnock. <laughs> uh, and I, and I do feel, I do feel real bad about that, but I don't remember Cuzzo's name, but yeah, he, uh, he almost cleared the ballpark. He, he ended up in victory lane. Yeah, he the victory lane there. billboard yeah. like kept him in the racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just wasn't supposed to be there at that time, but hit his head right off the wall. You see his helmet. Did he? Yeah, he hit a big uh, old scuff mark down the oh, side. Oh, Jesus. No, I didn't yeah, even see that. How nice. is your head coming out of a street stock? You don't have yeah, a window that's a, net. that's a yikes. Yeah, that was a movie. Do you not have a headrest or a window net or your seat mounted <laughs> a foot away from the opening of the door? It's got to be something like that. That's quite the quite the stretch if that happened. He didn't have his rental car at uh, Hans device on. <laughs> <laughs> that's tough. That's fair enough. There was there was a whole lot of... So just just the uh, guys that didn't make the race through the B-Main, uh, Jim Storis, Aaron Plemons, he ended up getting a provisional. Corey Fanning, I don't remember if he got a provisional or not. Um, I just remember seeing, think, feeling like I saw him a lot. His car just sticks out so well. Um, Adam Gray, Stephen Donahue, and Keegan Lampson all didn't make the race, as, as well as Cuzzo that fucking tried to exit the facility, but I, I didn't get his name. And then and what uh, do we have in the race? We had Albie, Ovid, Tanner Woodard, um, Tommy O'Sullivan. Tommy ended up winning it somehow. Chris Riendo. Yeah, Chris I'm, Riendo, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you fucking how. <laughs> he shipped him Richmond. Is that how? <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't even that he had a Fisher snowplow attached to the front of the thing. I mean, he had just, like, uh, you should have, anyone that didn't see the B main, I mean, good God. Like, he hit everything <laughs> coming up through the field to win the B main. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I mean, like, I guess you got to do what you got to do if you're going to drive that far from Massachusetts to make the race. I respect that. But then <laughs> just to... Had the same exact thing happen, kind of in the in the feature. It wasn't as egregious. He he definitely gets to the bottom and he definitely drifts up in one and two. Clips the old cousin Timmy, uh, and gets him a little sideways, which bunches the whole entire field up, and it ends up inevitably being his fault why the guy ends up fucking dying in turn three. But basically, he they end up going two three wide. One guy clips another guy. Everyone just wrecks behind him, and the guy that was leading coming to the white flag just buries the thing in the concrete so um that was a tough scene he uh obviously picks up the win and uh i think that he, he his car might have been one of the the three that were still able to roll into a trailer at the end of the night so um that's you know obviously good for him I, does that race really pay like twenty five hundred dollars to win probably i mean it's a street stock race yeah. <laughs> i can't imagine it was much more than that uh, i just can't imagine that that many people drive that far for twenty five hundred dollars I, I would have expected at least five, you know, like nothing crazy, but it's always rough too. He, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tanner Woodard was t-boned in the door so hard at one point, and Aaron Plemons was airborne, and he's—I think he's the one that hit him. But it, they both finished the race, and Aaron Plemons, I'm pretty sure, had to ratchet strap his whole like front end back together, and he just limped across the line, and probably got a top ten out of it. So, really his five hundred dollars, but that was that was pretty cool. Um, his especially when you see the pictures and his right front was just completely bent underneath it. But so a lot of people online were, were bitching about race control. And yeah, it, obviously you, I don't know what the right answer is, but Holy fuck. They would, they would wreck a car and then just, it'd be 35 minutes later and the car is not even on the flatbed yet. It's like, what are we doing? What are you, are you taking Southern pictures time. to fucking like, hundred percent. I don't know, just, like, send it back to NASCAR R&D to see fucking why the roll cage bent in half or something. I don't know, like, what the right answer is, but I don't think race control is really the problem. It was it was just a colossal fuck show. It was three and a half hours for 100 laps, and uh, honestly, you know, there wasn't anything better on TV. So When a racetrack rolls the cars onto the front stretch, not lined up, and then lines them all up uh, on the front stretch, you yeah. know 
they're stupid. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is very true. It's yeah. red flag, especially when they they're very clearly lined up in the pits, and you're like, oh, good, we're just gonna be proactive and go racing, and then it's like, no, actually, you need to be here. You need to back up and put in reverse. You need to drive around the pace car and <laughs> tail onto the back of the field. It's like, what 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 is happening? Um, yeah, no. Southern uh, Southern time. We love that. We're going to be uh, experiencing a whole lot more of that in the next couple of weeks, and uh, definitely looking forward to that. But a lot of a uh, lot of racing on, or a lot of racing this weekend. Um, this coming weekend, I don't think there's really anything going on. I know uh, Jimmy Renfrew went down and finished third. Oh, is it the snow? <coughs> They're only racing weekend? midgets for the next nine nights straight. Well, oh, well, that's true. Um, I, I, yeah. So right before we jumped on, I, I actually felt like I just have FOMO because Discord Night in America has just always been a thing, especially the last two, three years. It really started during COVID, and it's one of those cool things where you get like 40 people all in one Discord channel, and it's all just like it's like you're at a big party at Thompson. You all grab a case of beer, you get a little snack, and then you just sit there and watch the Chili Bowl for fucking six hours each night, every single fucking night. <laughs> And uh, so I, I, the Discord app was open on my phone or on my laptop. So I'm sitting here all hooked up and everything. And I'm like, fuck, I kind of want to jump in. I look in. There's like 30 people jumped in. Was able to get my Chris Wyndham $10 bet fucking placed before uh, before I had to come back and record the show. But, um, yeah, the, I, I don't know why I completely forgot the Chili Bowl is a thing. I think I've just uh, – <laughs> I know that tonight's not going to be the night that we're, uh, we're all sitting there on uh, on Discord because uh, we're going to go watch a national championship game at the uh, Buffalo Football. Wild Wings. But uh yeah no definitely uh that 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 seems to be my plan on uh, on saturday because uh sunday i'm gonna have to work monday i'm gonna have to work saturday's my only day off i will be sitting on the couch all fucking day watching the j main alphabet fucking k main soup. fucking c main yeah it's gonna be uh gonna be a hell of a weekend but and uh yeah allegedly uh river riverside has uh their snow enduro that's gonna be a first one in the last three years that i've missed it's a tough one but you going to that yep yeah i'm gonna go do a little day drinking <laughs> A little. That one's always fun for that because it's <laughs> it three hours of pre-drinking on the way there. Oh, I I, uh, I highly recommend anyone Doing it to stay warm. Highly recommend anyone that hasn't or just has nothing to do this weekend to go up there and check that out because that is uh, that is quite the event. Always uh, always had a good time up there. Kind of just forgot that um, it was a thing. I, I feel like it. For some reason I thought it was like a little bit later in January, but um, they last year they had like. I don't even know, like Jack Apple, like Apple hot apple cider or something like that. It was fucking phenomenal. So they uh, they definitely go all out for that event. It's gonna be cold. It's gonna be fun. They're gonna have uh, five hundred cars. They're gonna have alcohol that you can drink that's warm. So it's fun. Go uh, go support local racing and uh, this. Uh, I guess uh, before we go too much further, today's episode is brought to you by Claremont Motorsports Park. Um, would like to thank. Joe Bass for jumping on board. They're uh, under new management, and they're working on their 2023 schedule and staffing, and that should be out in, uh, I, I assume, the coming weeks. And uh, they'll be they'll be back on to uh, sponsor after a uh, three-week stint with a different sponsor that we have. They'll be back for two weeks. Hopefully uh, hopefully, we'll have some more updates to their schedule, and we'll uh, help promote some dates. But I do know that there's a 350 Super Modified race in October. Well, maybe that maybe that'll be the uh, huh. the trip to <laughs> super helpful. I don't know what date it is, <laughs> that, but <laughs> maybe that'll be the uh, the trip to uh, Claremont. Where uh, interesting little racetrack. Yeah, I like me a Claremont. They got a nice little nice little bar. Yeah, they I got like fried the Oreos. I've never Claremonted. It's it's a it's a weird little racetrack for sure. They somebody forgot turn one when they went to pave it and. You'll see. It does. <laughs> it did. It does look like on the Google aerial views that the guy driving the paver was just going. And then he was like, "Oh shit!" and turned <laughs> and just turned all at once. Yeah, it's it's a it's a 
weird little place. Uh, race little joint, as Sean Foster would say. I but uh, I don't think he'd say that. He, I think he would. Um, Claremont was one of the few places last year, unfortunately, that I didn't get to go to. Um, I didn't go to White Mountain. I didn't go to Claremont. I think those were the two that I, I missed out on. Uh, and I guess Speedway 95 and Spud. Um, but Have you ever Speedway 95? I have, yeah. Why? Twice. Yeah. Have you ever? <laughs> I've never spudded. But have you ever spudded, Dan? Yeah, I did this year. That yeah. was different. I had never been to the county before, so that was different. <laughs> it's too. like a yeah. mythical place. I was 1980. Did you, uh, <laughs> we went to a, Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Um, we went to a party the night before, and I partied till midnight. And I, then I've I heard it's... And left at like 2 a.m. I've heard it's quite literally like going back in time. Was it oh. in a barn? It's very was different. Was it a ball? There. Very different. <laughs> the Great Gatsby. Just like a quick <clears throat> 40 years behind everything else. Yep, absolutely. And I feel uh, like it was more or less like the, the, the country song Watermelon Crawl. Like yeah. that, that's the kind of party I'm thinking that it was yeah. up in the county. Walking into, the, you know, we got there. and It is. It's There's no, every track that you go to is more modern. So we walk in the pits or grass because nobody uses it. <laughs> and then I walk out on the track to see it for the first time. And you're like there's no walls <laughs> there's nothing to i mean there's a tire barrier to shoot the car into the stands um, so that's pretty that's actually pretty cool like if two cars got together coming down the front stretch and one shot right it would be row 15 um like without a question which is also the top they row also, of the grandstands like, they they wrote a till between the pavement and the wall like to make it like a sand trap but it looked more like they could grow corn it was all like tilled up Wow. The, well, I I will say I did see the uh, Racing America broadcast of it when it happened. The place does look nice for a place that only gets raced on once a year. Yeah, it, uh, it's I guess clean. I guess whoever is in charge of it, they they mow the grass all the time once a week. They maintain the property. It just only gets raced on once a year. Sean Martin told me that the racing surface itself is by far the best in the state. Interesting. It's smooth. It's got grip. It's just small and tight, but. It's gotten rougher. It's but also it does have grip. It's also not close to here. It's tight. It's two cars side by side fills the racetrack. Two super late models and it's full. That's all of it. <laughs> There's no three wide. I rope it. Uh, fuck. No, I, I'd love to do some spudding. I've never been ad-knocked either. Have you been uh, ad-knocked? No, no. no. i got to do uh, Unity and Manadnock. Those are my I, two. I promise well, Unity you. is going to be a little different uh, than it was before. <laughs> I, I, I promise uh, you Manadnock is worth your time. That yeah. it, you. That's that's a cool little place. Not uh, 0% of it fits uh, my driving style, so I had not much fun uh, driving, but um, cool little racetrack. Yeah, no, it's a it's a beautiful facility, and and I was lucky enough. That's one of the few places that I actually went to before that they did a bunch of changes and made it look nice because that was a dump. Um, and then uh, I went back and I, I walked in and like honestly, it's one of those things where I I get a, I get giddy and excited when I go to a racetrack that either I haven't been to in my life or I haven't been to in a while. So like I was excited on the drive. I'm like, yeah, I've been here once. Yeah, I've been here once. Yeah, I've been, and like I walked in the grandstands and I was like, oh my god, I don't think I've ever been here. Like it, truly, they did. Ev- they everything was changed, and it just looked so beautiful. And I was like, "Holy fuck!" Um, but yeah, no, beautiful facility, and uh, they've done some great work. So hopefully, people go out and support them. I feel bad that uh, their roster is uh, one of the ones that I don't know many people on. But I got some. I had a few people. The night we raced there came up and said they loved the show and whatnot. whatnot. So maybe we have more than we think. Yeah, I think so. I, there was also there was a couple people I think that uh, had stickers on their car when I went, and I was just like, "Oh." Hmm. Interesting. It's like one of those, like, I don't know, the the western, the far western New Hampshire tracks are just, uh, I don't know, they're, two, they're, they're a couple that we don't get too often, but uh, definitely love them as much as uh, the other uh, the other tracks around us, I guess. But 
So we did have a uh, a sponsor for Weapon of the Week. Um, that is going to be Team Cosmo. I'd like to thank uh, Team Cosmo for jumping on board and sponsoring Weapon of the Week. So anyone have any weapons? I have a couple. They come from the, the world of sport ball. Uh, National Football League, uh, Week 18. Um, unless you live under a rock, you are aware that a player quite literally died on the field and was resuscitated by uh, the training staff uh, one week ago. Um, seems like that dude's uh, on a good road to recovery. What a fucking story that guy has. Yeah, like in seven days, like dead for ten minutes to on Not his way back hospital. home. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers, Brad's Brad's beloved team, um, who I was secretly rooting for to make the playoffs because I, I just New England and Miami don't belong in the playoffs. They're both boring as shit. Unless Miami gets Tua back, but that doesn't sound like it's going to happen because his brain is a marshmallow. Mm. Uh, I don't know who these players were. I don't even know what they were celebrating. Alex Highsmith and something else. I knew you would know. Uh, doing a CPR celebration on the field after making a play. Uh, pretty tone deaf. Yeah, don't don't pretty, do that. Pretty tone deaf. Don't do that. Um, very whoops. very tone deaf. Um, luckily and, luckily enough that I think that your second one was uh, uh worse. So. Yeah, <laughs> the one one B is certainly worse than one A. Uh, Green Bay Packers playing the Detroit Lions last night. Um, a must win game for the Packers. Even though Aaron Rodgers says the only must win game was World War Two, which I do agree with. Quay Walker. I think was his name. Yeah. Um, shoved a trainer. trainer for the Lions because uh, the trainer like kind of shoot him out of the way so he could uh, attend to an injured lion. Like, yeah, buddy, get the fuck out of the way. And he shoves the trainer, and the trainer like turns around, and, and you could tell, like, what the fuck? And then another player for the uh, Packers like chest bumps the dude. And it's like, okay, you guys are six foot ten, muscular dudes with equipment on yeah with pads and a helmet and you got this little white trainer dude that's all of five four and you're shoving him around like you're some tough guys um clay walker was ejected immediately which he guys got a columbia jacket and a beanie on you got a fucking full helmet and pads and your chest bumping him and and he's trying to like i said what the the trainers on the buffalo bills saved a man's life so around the league they were showing appreciation for the training staff and you're a week later. You're going to just shove one because he told you to move because you were in the way of him uh, trying to get to a hurt player. That was uh, pretty ignorant. Um, uh, my, my weapon of the week uh, pertains to the previous thing that you were talking about, the Demar Hamlin uh, being resuscitated uh, on the field, and uh, not that much later, followed up by a tweet from Skip Bayless. Uh, Skip Bayless is already known for being an ignorant fuck to begin with. Uh, says a lot of off-the-wall shit, typically just for a reaction, I would assume. But uh, DeMar Hamlin literally was dead on the field, like Bobby said, gets resuscitated, goes to the hospital immediately thereafter. Uh, at the time of this tweet, obviously, things are still unknown. Nobody knows the condition. They're, it's the point in the TV program, too, where they can't say anything or they don't know what to say or there's nothing to say. And Skip Bayless tweets, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game, but how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant, which is wild coming from uh, someone who you would think knows better and, um, you know, literally pertaining to someone's life, his first concern was how they're going to reschedule the game. Um, well, football is the most important thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, did, uh, I didn't think Skip's tweet was 
as bad as the rest of the world did. But then uh, the fact that Shannon Sharp didn't show up to the show the next day was fucking hilarious, and I loved every minute of it because I don't like Skip Bayless. <laughs> I think that they're just both fucking clowns, personally. But. Uh, mine, uh, back into the, the racing world, is uh, the number 25 legend car driver of Josh Spees. Uh, he, uh, got, he got the raw end of a deal early in the legend car race on Friday night, and... He basically, the, whoever was below him, I don't remember who it was, pushed him up high, going into turn one. He just ended up in the marbles, spun out, single car spin, started at the back, came through the field, um, didn't seem to do it too egregiously, but he was lined up third. There was, there was, was, I think there was another wreck later on where he was a part of it, but he wasn't the main factor of what happened, uh, something along those lines. So he lined up third. And okay, they give him, you know, the, they give him the double up. They come around. Pace car still has the lights on. Give him the one to go. He's still lined up third because he's supposed to fucking restart third. And then two different times in a row, he pulled out of line. No, he he was fifth. Sorry, he was fifth. And then going down the backstretch with the one to go, like already they're coming to the green. He would go three wide next to third going into turn three. And I'm just, just sitting trying to there get like, a good start. I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck? Like, what in the Nick Sanchez are you doing? Because fucking Charlie and I watched that fucking idiot do it at uh, good catch. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> we watched that fucking idiot Your do it. Your mouth it just didn't come out. <laughs> uh, that would have been a bleep. That would have been a tough one. Um, Second week at, in a row for you <laughs> at the at the Arca race in. Well, bring it back. It's fine. Um, at the uh, Arca race in Daytona, like they would. Daytona is such a massive facility, and that just irked me because we were at the point where the Arca race is after the Xfinity race. We want to go to New Smyrna. Let's get this show on the road. It's Arca. No one cares. This kid. Two, so 2.5 miles would, so would be bad. lined up. Everyone's lined up fine. And then in the middle of three and four, he would go three wide to the outside like before they went green. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he did it twice. To the front, and, me amigo. And it was just like, oh, my God. I just can't. I couldn't wrap my head around that. And then the Josh Spees kid just fucking hit hit that same exact spot with me where he just he did it twice. And the race was already taking forever. It was like 1030 at night. I'm like, fucking this absolute loser needs to just stay in line they're gonna throw the green and then you can do whatever you want to do going into turn one wreck the whole field who cares it's legend cars you guys do it all the time so what he he ends up basically he goes out there uh kind of ships the kid in front of him i don't it wasn't even that egregious it wasn't like he drove in there and drove through the kid he just got on his bumper and like i guess gave him a little bit too much of a push honestly like i wouldn't even fault the kid he wouldn't be my weapon of the week for uh, the contact that he made, but he ends up going out there and wins the race. And Amanda and I were watching the whole thing. And so we're sitting there and the kid gets out to do like the interview or whatever. And she's like, what the fuck? That kid won. I was like, yeah. She's like, didn't he just spin out? And was he, wasn't he the kid that was causing all those problems? I'm like, yeah, yeah. They probably should have sent him to the back and he wouldn't be in victory lane right now. But, uh, that was, uh, that was one that caught my eye. There's also a, I don't know what the fuck they were racing. I think it was like a challenger series, but it, they were just late models, uh, down at Dillon, uh, Saturday night as well, or Friday night. And some, I think it was 82, maybe 85, I don't know, some black fucking late model. They're, they're going down the backstretch. This guy, like, washes up, or the guy maybe in front of him washes up, and he checked the fuck up, and the guy below him just darts to the inside, literally to his number, and the guy just washes, clears low, and then just fucking washes him right into the end of the pit wall, fucking destroys the other guy's Ooh. car. That was uh, that was a tough one. But, yeah, guy, guy got out, and <laughs> the guy gets out, and he goes over to his window net, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck he plans on doing. The cars are rolling. He doesn't have anything with him. And so even, like, Alan Dietz said that. He's like, he doesn't have a helmet or a Hans device, so I don't know what, what he plans on doing here. Goes over and, like, just grabs the guy's window net. It's like, what, are you trying to fucking get dragged down the racetrack? 
uh and then he goes back and the camera cuts out and they just show the cars rolling around they're working on his car and then they, the camera cuts back like two minutes later and now he has his helmet and now he's walking <laughs> towards the guy's car and it, he like goes and pump fakes and then never throws the helmet and goes and puts it back in his car and fucking walks off i'm like what like i, I understand that it wasn't your fault like it was the other guy's fault 100 percent. but like y- do a little less it's a weird <laughs> do a little less do, do you have any weapons dan uh, all the little Billy fuck faces at Dylan. I think just every one of them, the whole no. entire fucking field. <laughs> like it's that's embarrassing. Like, I mean, look at at the end. I mean, it, they 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 wiggle the leader, and the guys in fourth just eye race it wide <laughs> open, and then another one wrecks down the front stretch. It yeah. was like yeah, literally they, they like, wrecked seven of them in yeah. the final two turns. Yeah, it was like trying to race on um, eye racing with Bobby. It's fucking yeah. come on. <laughs> I'm not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's kind of before I knew who Dan was we were in an iRacing league together it was a bunch of local guys and this was back in the era where as some may remember me and Kelly Moore could not seem to be um, get away from each other without driving over each other nah, I hated Kelly Moore and, of that. and uh, <laughs> I didn't know Dan but Dan uh, I, I appreciated Dan real quickly when he showed up to this late model league on iRacing with a Kelly Moore paint scheme just to troll me. <laughs> yeah, I've kind of always been an asshole. It's like, I think I like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> was it was it made known that it was for you or just nothing? Yeah, I, I eventually asked him and okay. he's like, yeah, this was all calculated. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't a fan, that's why. That's why. Uh, one last thing from Dylan that I wanted to bring up, just shout out to Tanner Woodard and uh, his whole crew. They went down there, picked up a fifth. They uh, of whiskey? weren't gonna yeah, yeah. they uh whiskey wide. <laughs> they uh definitely weren't gonna finish fifth and then that melee happens on the last lap and because he was just putting around I mean like the thing the fucking toe was knocked out like half the door he probably could have like put his hand out the right side door at this point because everything was pushed so far in he got t boned and I don't know how the car finished honestly I kept looking out there to see if he was even still running and. Uh, they wrecked so much shit in turns three and four, and wrecked down the front stretch, and he just putted right around and finished fifth. So, <laughs> honorable uh, honorable weapon mention to the little Billy that right reared Michael Hind at uh, New Smyrna, and then proceeded to just go wide open. Gavin uh, Graham, full like Bigfoot the monster truck over him, and then flipped himself over. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be. Um... Those aren't built for that. That's not what that is designed to do. I that, don't. That guy never took his foot off the floorboard. No. I, I don't know I respect if that. it was. Uh, it, I guess it must not have been an invert. But basically, after qualifying, I went on um, race monitor and I looked, and it said number seventy, Gavin Graham, starting on the pole. And now, typically, like in these races, especially, like I know who's racing at least by their name. I've heard their name, but like I don't even know that I know a number seventy that is not a weapon. Um, and, like, that's just, like, from watching, like, I don't really know. Andy, like any, Andy Sice would like to have a word with you. Well, I mean, I mean, like, on watching on just, like, a national level at, like, these, like, Racing America or Flow Racing, like, I'm not even really saying around here, just, like, people that you'd see go to races at New Smyrna or go to, like, 70's not, like, a common number, so typically when someone shows up, you're like, who the fuck's that? Like, a lot of the guys you know are going to be there, and they just are every time. And so when I said Gavin Graham starting first, I'm like, what the fuck? And obviously he was fast. He was fastest qualified on the pole. And then naturally I, I didn't follow along anymore. I just saw who started on the pin, uh, watched a little bit of uh, on race monitor, I guess, and then tuned out and then uh, saw that uh, Judson had posted that he flipped over. So did a little Tommy tip over. Yeah, <laughs> definitely throttled up the whole time. Uh, <laughs> so uh, a couple of things that I missed uh, on saying too when we were at the Augusta Car Show. 
Uh, Cole McIntyre, uh, who we know, Bob, from the go-kart track, he did a good job there, had moved up to the truck series. I uh, slipped him a little bit of cash when we were over at the Bentley's uh, car show earlier this year, and he gave us another plaque to add to the collection. Uh, so I'll go over on the wall there. And uh, Regina Ramsey also had a nice little gift for us as well, too, where it was a, a cup with a sticker of her number on there. Uh, where she had actually put uh, my father's face in the background of her her number, so it was a nice, pretty cool little deal there, and uh, got to catch up with Joe Bassett as well too. You mentioned a little earlier ago, Brad. Um, seems to be a new adventure for him to take on Claremont. Uh, he forever and always thought he was going to be the Lee guy, and now he is the Claremont guy. So uh, new challenges that he's going to take over there, and uh, seems as though they've already got some cool stuff in the works uh, where we will be a part of that in one fashion or another. Uh, so it's going to be cool to head on over to Claremont and uh, help promote some some cool stuff over there. But, uh, Dan, uh, I know that you've got the, the little Billy T's stuff going on now. you got anyracingnews.com. But we've also talked about your little uh, five, five, ten-year plan, right? So uh, what is it that you want to do in the future moving forward um, as opposed to uh, just continuing what you're doing now? Because I wasn't busy enough, I've also I've always liked graphic design and such. So I've started a little side business doing marketing for small businesses, uh, motorsports too. Um, do you know somebody that could do a fire suit rendering for me? Uh, I actually am almost done. Perfect. After we talked, I got on it today, <laughs> and I, I was hoping to bring it, and I, I didn't quite That's finish it. That's all good. Um, so the the company I work for is my family's business. It, we've sold it, um, or we're in the process of selling it, I guess, or we got it, whatever the word is, and. Um, my thought is when that all kind of ends, um, there's really no point in me staying here. So I want to go back south and um, go do some more spotting, kind of do a part-time spotting deal and a part-time, you know, graphics marketing and, and such by a printer and you know, maybe do some t-shirts and do a little bit of all that and uh, put up a shop and just go racing again. I'd like to, I love working with new racers and kids and um, the goal would be, you know, to find a, a driver to kind of ride up through with and develop and do that type of stuff and just spot as much as I can. It's uh, we all have a talent and I have two and that's running my mouth and spotting. And mm, kind of go interchangeable. Also, yeah. also, if you want to hear the epitome of irony, uh, what is your family's current business that they're selling that you work <laughs> for and do a lot of things for? We have a human resources firm. <laughs> um, <laughs> somewhere in New England. Are you like the live example of what not to do? Uh, uh, manual for everybody. <laughs> Are you yeah. part of the sh like the, the the show when they say you can't do that? <laughs> yeah, um, luckily I mostly work just in the back. <laughs> I s I've been there for 12, 13 years, so I have had plenty of times where I've had to go places. We actually uh, laid off uh, uh, Jamie Williams way back, and <laughs> he he's in a um, coaching environment where we're talking about what to do now that you've lost your job. <laughs> And I'm the one there help, and I'm not doing the event, but I'm helping. And he, that poor guy is sitting there going, he's going to get me a job. <laughs> um, no, it, it, I really just work in the back. I, I, you know, I do get to do some, some putting together of trainings and such, but I, I do work in human resources. Yes. <laughs> Which yes. is fucking wild. <laughs> it's upset of the century. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, my uncle got tired of paying my bills, so he said, you're coming to fucking work with me. And I, uh, I never left. <laughs> That's, that seems fair, yeah. I guess. If he's, if he's going to pay it anyway, might as well do something for him. Yep. So, um, yeah, your marketing and, and all that stuff you do is badass work. Um, Dan's also unfucked my iRacing computer a couple different times. Um, I keep trying to like 
on par for my entire racing career. Uh, just trying to keep my old junk going instead of just throwing it away and buying something new. So I still have a Dell that I bought in 2009 that every two or three years I bring to Dan and I go, make it work better, and he does, and, and we still keep it going. But I'm the help desk for a gaggle of race car drivers for iRacing. Like, they message me. and is it, I, Some of them I don't even talk to in life, but they message me to help with their iRacing. Isn't it wild how, like, some of these people that you're talking about, they go, they do the coolest shit ever on the weekends. Like, they take living, breathing race cars and take them to victory lane and, you know, do things that they're just not supposed to do, but they don't even know how to turn a computer yeah, on. They yeah. they, uh, they don't know they have to plug the steering wheel into the outlet as well as the computer. <laughs> that was a recent one I dealt was with. Was that Barker? <laughs> well i I actually don't again the name thing i don't remember who it was it was it was i think it was him yeah because he had texted me as like saying the steering wheel didn't work he couldn't figure out and i'm like i don't know ask dan he's the (laughs) smart one with all this shit (laughs) so the key was to plug it in yep Yep. that's tough that's a tough (laughs) one well yeah uh i know that you've got a kids damn near one at loudon but can't plug in something into a 220 outlet uh well i know that you've got a not a not a quick drive home so uh it was a quick drive from work though you're just around the corner but uh we thank you for coming in and uh sharing your stories here it's always a good one uh, i'm sure you'll be back on it's not the first time you've been on i'm guarantee it won't be the last but you're doing a lot of cool shit we're always watching we appreciate all your help and support through the show as well too and uh yeah yeah they, they didn't uh well at least we didn't believe that uh, you were going to come on this time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. you big time. Us I, a I don't couple like times people. Yeah. It, I'm sober. This is hard. Like <laughs> the first few minutes here, I was shitting myself. It, like I am pretty comfortable talking, but I just I don't know why. It's just well, you do thing. have a beer in front of you. Um, that helped. That, it was that, good. It was really good too. Yeah. Well, um, but no, I love what you guys are doing. Um, we need alternative shit like this. It's really important. Um, it, it just opens it up to a a whole different clientele of people that may enjoy motorsports. Um, as I, you've you've said before, um, you know we, we're here for the fun and, and the people. The racing is just kind of extra, and you guys are the epitome of that. And I think that's why we've become friends. Yeah, well, the, one of my favorite quotes of all time actually came out of your mouth, and it's the the actual physical turning left part is like three percent of yeah. it. The, the, that's that may be why be that may be why we all show up, but that's the farthest thing from why we all continue to do it. I don't uh, know who won the Star Classic that year, but I remember we were shotgunning <laughs> Bud Lights in the grandstands during a red flag. Whoopsie. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. <laughs> the, the, uh, yeah, it's 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 weird, and it's hard to describe to people because, like, the show is the show, obviously. We do it every week, um, and it's it's definitely gained traction. We get more listens, um, you know, each week. Obviously, some weeks are higher, some weeks are lower, but um, it's weird to describe to people because, like, it's more or less the community that I think that we've, built where it's like people don't have to tune into the podcast each week they just will hear through the grapevine whether it's group text or social media that we're going to be at a racetrack i almost think most people come out most people don't listen like yeah you know that that roll with us yeah um maybe not i shouldn't say they don't listen but they don't like they're not going to wake up you know on tuesday morning i gotta listen to this right now right yeah yeah, it's one of those things that it, it eventually you'll eventually get to it, but it's it's like people just hear where we're gonna be and you know, just know that regardless we're gonna have a good time. Pretty much just need a racetrack that's putting on a race and then a case of beer. And a place to park the hide at. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much it. And maybe a speaker. That usually uh, that's usually a good thing. But it's definitely been cool. It's uh the racetrack feels a whole lot more like home than it ever did for me, so it's kind of uh 
what uh, what we've gotten through building this, and uh, definitely uh, look forward to uh, future endeavors and uh, getting back to race season. Because I don't, I just, I hate the winter. I have no use for it. I would like to move south where racing kind of never stops, and uh, yeah, just bring on bring on April, I guess. Yep. <laughs> well, has this been episode two hundred one? I think it has. I believe so. All right. Well, thank you, Dan. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much. Let's uh, let's fuck off. Race car, race car. Here we go, race car.